hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7 24. Welcome to Jesus.com podcast, KOFC Kadosh. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King,
now, let's welcome the pastor of this dynamic service, Pastor Kwesi Abedu. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to be in church? Well, the rest of the church members. <laughs> Amen. I want you to grab somebody's hand. You're going to pray for your neighbor. Hold somebody's hand. The Bible says, If two shall agree on earth as touching anything, it shall be done. We are going to pray some corporate prayers. And I want you to pray for your neighbor. Pray that this Christmas, your neighbor will enjoy the Christmas. Amen. Pray that they will see good days. God will be gracious and bless them. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Oh Jesus. There's no place for our human. You are God. 
we thank you for this afternoon. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. This is your meeting. We pray, Lord, that we will not leave this place the same. I yield my members to you. Anoint me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Let me be a vessel of honor. Use me through and through. I pray, Lord, grant us the gift of faith. Help us to believe your word. May we leave this place with miracles. May we walk away with signs, wonders following us. Let the preaching of your word bring light. Let it shine through every dark area of our life. May we never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. You may kindly take your seats. Hallelujah. Before I preach, I want to read a testimony. Tell your neighbor, your testimony will be read very soon. It says, Dear Pastor K, I have experienced a miracle. I missed a core course in my first semester in level 300. It meant that I had to rewrite that paper. But I went through first semester of level 400 without registering for that course. And this meant that I, would be, I wouldn't be able to graduate with my mates. It gave me sleepless nights. I even cried about it. I didn't know how to tell my mom since she had been looking forward to my graduation this year. I knew she would be disappointed. I then started classes to rewrite the paper. I came to see you and you prayed with me and told me not to worry and that God will do it. I was there when I was told that the graduation list was out. I didn't bother to check because I knew I wasn't in that list. I was there when my beloved sent me a snapshot of the graduation list. Pastor K, my name was on that list. I couldn't believe my eyes. The following day, I went for the gown. To the glory of God, I graduated on Thursday. I have indeed experienced a miracle. Oh, are you clapping for Jesus? Can you do a miracle like that? Only Jesus can do a miracle like that. Amen. We thank God for his mercies and we thank God for his grace. Next year, there's going to be a lot of graduations. You are going to be one of them. Some of you are going to enter the university for the first time. Let me hear your amen. Hallelujah. Today I want to share with you a message I'll be preaching for a couple of weeks that I believe is important for the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. And um, I believe that you are going to be blessed by these teachings. You know, if you are coming to church, I want to encourage you to come to church with a Bible and a notebook a Bible, and a notebook. Sometimes what you write 
you may never read it. But it's proven that writing even helps you to remember. <laughs> just writing it. Not going back to even refer to it. Just writing. Amen. And sometimes when situations happen, you remember that ah, I heard a word that talked about this particular thing. And you may have to go and refer to it and get some counsel from the notes that you have written. Amen. Mike Medoc said, the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. <laughs> In other words, if you have a short pencil and you can write down what you are hearing, it's better than trying to think that you have a very long memory. It can fail you. Amen. Because statistics have shown that usually when you come to a service like this or a program or a conference and you hear somebody talking, the intelligence people are able to retain just 8% of what they hear. So ask your neighbor that, so you, how much do you think you retain? <laughs> if the intelligence people are retaining 8% at best, then it's possible that you are doing about 4 to 3 to 2%. <laughs> Some of you minus 4. <laughs> It's amazing. Some people, when they come to church, they don't hear anything. Hey. After the seven, I can ask them, what did I preach about? I say, oh, I just remember it was powerful. <laughs> you don't remember anything. <laughs> Amen. Recently, somebody called me and said, Pastor K, I had a dream. I said, what dream did you have? He said, Pastor K. And this guy is not serious. <laughs> I've not been coming to church. We've been following him, doing all kinds of things. He said, Pastor King, the dream prophet came to my house. I said, really? He said, yes. And he said, I should sit down. And I sat down. He said, Pastor King, the way prophet was angry when he was talking to me. I said, what did he say? He said, from today, you have to be serious. Do you hear? He said, Pastor King, I told him I hear. Then I said, then what happened? He said, the prophet left. I said, then what happened? He said, then I woke up. <laughs> do you know what he said to me? He said, so Pastor K, this dream, what do you think it means? <laughs> I said, it means go and buy both flutes and eat. <laughs> so somebody like this, all that I'm preaching is retaining about 1%. <laughs> I mean, if a dream, how clearer can a dream be? I couldn't believe he was asking you the question. I said, you, you are not serious. Your pastor has visited you in your dream and told you to be serious. And you're asking me what the dream means. What can the dream mean? Amen. But anyway, so I'm going to share with you on a message titled Backsliding. Tell your neighbor Backsliding. This one is not Michael Jackson's backsliding. <laughs> when we were young, there was a musician called Michael Jackson. Some of you don't know Michael Jackson, so I have to give you history. <laughs> Some of you are too young to know Michael Jackson. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, famous musician. And I mean, he used to dance, and he had a special move called backsliding. He'll be, you know... <laughs> 
And you'll be doing that. And you'll be moving back. You'll be sliding backwards. Amen. And it was a special feature of his dancing skills, you know. And so for me, when the first time I heard backsliding, that was what came to mind. Amen. You know, one day I had a Christian friend who stopped coming to church. He will not come to church. He will not come for any program. He doesn't want to hear any Christian's name. Doesn't want to have access to anybody who is coming to preach. I mean, we are all Christians. We have been Christians for a while. And I had read Bishop's book on backsliding. So I went to visit him. And I said to him that, my brother, I think that you have backslidden. Then he said, what is that? <laughs> I said, you have backslidden. He said, what is backsliding? And I realized that he didn't even know what backsliding was. Amen. And you see, there are many Christians who don't know what backsliding is. And a lot of Christians are deceived into thinking that once I'm in church, I'm born again, I've given my life to Christ, it's a done deal. I'm sorry to tell you that it's not a done deal. <laughs> Jesus himself said in Matthew 10, I think verse 22, he said, He that endureth to the end shall be saved. In other words, salvation is completed at the end. Amen. So it's like, you have, I mean, for instance, when you get to the university, I had many, when we were in first year, we were a lot. We were hundred and something. Hundred and something. When we graduated, we were 60 something. <laughs> yeah. The course, hey. <laughs> Even now, you see that, yes. Yeah. By first year, some people dropped. Second year, more. Third year, more. Fourth year, more. And it's long. So as we are going, then they are dropping, dropping, dropping. Five, six, seven. They keep dropping. By the time we're finishing the course, a lot of people had given up on the course. And those people, up to now, you cannot call them architects. <laughs> Even though they sat in an architect, architectural class, they listened to lectures. They were there. Some went up to fifth year. Fifth year. There was a guy when I went to first year. He was in fourth year. Pastor Patrick. Then I went to second year. He was still in fourth year. Then I went to third year. He was still in fourth year. Then I met him in fourth year. Hey. So he, was, he became my classmate. Then when we had to move on the following year, he couldn't pass. So I left him in fourth year and I went to fifth year. Then by the grace of God, the following year, he moved to fifth year. But I had moved to sixth year. When I finished, he was still in fifth year. He couldn't move to city. As I speak to you now, he still hasn't finished the course. Recently, I heard that he's going back to finish it. I said, this guy has stamina. <laughs> he has been doing the course for 11 years. 11 years. 
You see, the fact that you have been doing the course for 11 years doesn't qualify you to become an architect. You have to finish and be given your certificate. Amen. So there's a condition that is called backsliding. And this condition, it doesn't affect unbelievers. <laughs> it affects Christians. Hallelujah. It affects Christians. Now, what is this condition? You know, sometimes when people give their life to Christ, they become saved. They become born again. They start serving God. There's some zeal. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, when I gave, and this argument, I've always been having it with my wife. I say, these days it's like when people become born again, you can't see it's like, you know, but for me, personally, when I became born again, oh, it, it, was, like, it was like night and day. I, I could feel that something had changed. I mean, when I came in front and I said the sinner's prayer, I gave my heart to Jesus. It was a Sunday. The following Monday when I went to school, I was in JHS too. I had to tell my girlfriend, <laughs> I said, I've given my life to Christ, so we can't continue this relationship again. JHS2, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> yes, serious girlfriend that we call ourselves every now and then on phone. <laughs> yeah. You see, I could tell that something had happened to me. I told all my friends, I said, from today, I can't go for... Um, um, Programs with you, we had what? Kida Fest, Recognize, AFS Night. I mean, different kinds of I said, from today, I can't go for any of such programs again. Suddenly, when I hear unbeliever music, I become uncomfortable. But how is it that you, you are born again, but it's like, Stidia! Stidia! Amen! So for me, I mean, I lost, I lost a certain attachment to the world. I didn't care what people thought. I could have my quiet time in class. I wasn't intimidated by anybody. I mean, I, I, I was in love with my new life. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. So I became... A new creature, you know, and the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, any man, any man, it says, if any man or woman <laughs> be in Christ, it says, once you, you, you enter Christ, he is a new creature, new, new. It didn't say that you are a, a, a decorated creature <laughs> or, 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 or a dressed creature. It says you are a new creature. New creature. Then it says old things are passed away. In other words, when you become born again, your old lifestyle must, 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 must be detached from you. You used to like unbeliever music. You must not like unbeliever music again. <laughs> Amen. Yes. You used to. Mm. 
Today I'm being very diplomatic. I don't want to, you know, I'm preaching a nice sermon that we'll all be happy with. You see, all things must pass away. You used to watch some funny movies and you become a Christian. That old, those old movies, you must stop watching them. Yeah. You have some friends that you used to roll with and you become a Christian. It must pass. When I became a Christian, I lost all my friends. And I say all, I mean all, 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 all of them. Because I was a non-believer, so now I'm a Christian. All my friends are unbelievers. I couldn't, I couldn't have friends anymore. I was lonely for a very long time. But you don't want to be lonely. You don't want to be lonely. It says all things must pass away. Behold, all things. Tell your neighbor all things. <laughs> Tell your neighbor not some things, oh. Oh, oh! Since all things are become new, that's that's God's expectation for us. He says, when you become a born again Christian, everything must become new. The way you talk, it must change. Yes, there are some people they are Christians, but when they talk. You think they are malams. <laughs> yeah. Your behavior, your attitude, it must change. It must change. Oh, yes. It must change. But some of us are Christians. Hey! By your behavior. Friday, I was going to work. And then, at the traffic light, some truck truck driver crossed some taxi driver. Hey! I mean, but nothing happened. They almost collided, but nothing happened. Then the taxi driver stepped on the brake and put it on parking and pulled the handbrake. <laughs> and got out of the car. Come and see fight. I said, Ooh. I mean, they were rolling on the floor. I mean, you are dressed, you are going somewhere, and then it's like suddenly you just decide that I'm going to fight. So the taxi driver and the truck truck driver, and the mate was, oh, they won't let, no, 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 no. I was thinking, I said, what kind of behavior is this? I mean, what kind of behavior is this? I mean, why, why would I fight? Why? Why should I do something like that? You see, but you see, think oh, maybe if I was an unbeliever, I would have fought. But I have become a new creature. When I get angry, I don't fight. Yeah. I don't fight. In fact, there are some there are some there are some things when they come out of certain people's mouth, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. When they went to a funeral. <laughs> In Kumasi, and the pastor doing the funeral. <laughs> I mean, he was very close to the person who had died, so the thing had gone him. 
But you see, that word, when it came out of the man of God, immediately, I couldn't even hear any other thing he said again. <laughs> then later on, I learned that in Kumasi, it's allowed. <laughs> hey. But you see, I could not see how a man of God can use that word. But some of you, oh, it comes out easily. <laughs> easily. When you become a Christian, your tongue must be tamed. Amen. Anyway, so, yeah, so God expects you to be in a certain way. Now, what happens is that sometimes people become Christians. Then after some time, Everything that they have become or everything that it's like they believed, now they stop believing. They start sliding back from those things. For instance, maybe when you became a Christian, every Sunday you are coming to church. Every Sunday. I mean, I, I, I was always looking forward to Sundays. So maybe that was your case. You were always coming to church. Then now suddenly you realize that Sundays, you don't really feel like coming to church. It's like now somebody has to call you. Say, oh, are you coming to church? Then the person has to comfort you. Tell that, oh, tell this, trip. this time when you come, I'll buy a kebab for you. You say, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> then now after some time, they are even calling you. You have put off your phone. Do you know what is happening to you? You are backsliding. You are backsliding. What it actually means is that you are sliding backwards. <laughs> Amen. And look, it's a condition that is real. It's a real condition. But you see, this afternoon, I want to just share with you three things or three descriptions that the Bible gives about this condition. For you to have the right perspective about this condition. Because you see, sometimes when you don't know something and the thing is happening, you can't even diagnose it. I mean, recently I was with a doctor. And he was saying that, look, one thing he doesn't like is going for checkups. Because you see, as a doctor, he knows the implications of things. So when they, he goes for checkups and he's reading the report... Things that a normal person would think is okay. He, he knows the implications. So as you have seen that, look, your BP is this, your blood level is this, your sugar level is this, then he starts to think, hey, maybe it could be type this, diabetes, or it can be, you see, by you, a normal person, you don't even know. <laughs> you get it. But he, the doctor, he knows the implications of things. Amen. So now I'm going to give you three descriptions about this condition called backsliding on how God sees backsliding. Amen. Because you see, sometimes when people are backsliding, they think it's normal. I mean, sometimes you can see people who have, who have been Christians. They have served God in a certain capacity. Maybe in your secondary school, you were SU president. But since you finished school, nothing. You've not done anything for God. And sometimes you see people, they say, oh, those days I'm in Charlie Shea. We, we used to do things, oh. 
We used to do wild things for God, but what are you doing now? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of Jeremiah, the Bible, the Bible um, talks about the state that Israel was in. And Jeremiah was a prophet that God called to go and tell the Israelites of their backslidden state because Israel, has, he, Israel had backslidden. And Jeremiah's task was that he was supposed to go and tell the people and get them to understand their backsliding state so that he can get them to come back to God. That's why Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. Because at the time that he was called, the people had backslidden. So he was just crying out and praying for them. So all his assignment was to be able to just gather the people of Israel back to their God. Amen. And in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 32, the Bible describes um, a certain scenario of their backsliding state. Amen. Now it says, can a maid, a maid is a damsel or a woman. Amen. It says, can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Amen. <laughs> it's a question. It says, but my people have forgotten me days without number. Hallelujah. Now here, Jeremiah was telling the Israelites, the people of God, that look, you have backslidden. You have forgotten your God. You have forgotten your king of kings. You have forgotten your Lord of lords. But he gave them a scenario. And he said, when you forget God, this is what it looks like. It's like a maid who has forgotten her ornaments. <laughs> a maid or a lady who has forgotten her jewelry or ornaments. Now you see, brothers, God says that women are not supposed to forget their ornaments based on the scripture. <laughs> In other words, it's okay for women to, to love ornaments. <laughs> I thought the ladies would say amen. amen. <laughs> God says that it's a shock when you see a lady <laughs> who has come out of her bedroom to church without ornaments. It's, 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 it's a shock. Amen. And you see, sometimes, no matter how late we are going somewhere, when I'm going somewhere with my wife, no matter how late we are, some things must be done. <laughs> and sometimes I'm being born. Sometimes I will wake up. By the time I wake up, she's already bathed and is getting ready. Then I will wake up I will bath, I will dress and go and sit in the car. They have not finished. <laughs> She's adding some ornaments. <laughs> Amen. But you see, the Bible says that when you forget God, it is as shocking as a woman who has come out of a bedroom dressed without ornaments. Amen. 
I mean, when I saw the scripture, I was encouraged. I said, okay, so then it means that God actually sees that it's okay for women to have ornaments. Then number two, he said, it is like a bride who has forgotten her wedding gown. <laughs> it's a very wild state. It doesn't happen. A bride to forget her wedding gown. You know, the wedding gown, you wear it once in your lifetime. It's amazing, you know. Pastor, Pastor Patrick, once in your lifetime. But the investments women make in their wedding gown is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Once. Somebody gave me advice. He told me, he said, look, when you are going to do your wedding, the wedding gown, don't talk about it. <laughs> Otherwise, it can't it can spoil it. So when my wife said, I said, what are you choosing? He said, this one. I said, how much is it? He said, hey. okay, no problem. <laughs> I didn't talk about it. <laughs> he said, it's an argument you will never win. <laughs> and I said, ah, you're going to wait once. Once. Since my wife wore that wedding gown, she has never worn it. Ever again. My wedding shoe, I wore it for about seven years before I got spoiled. <laughs> my wedding suit, I wore it for about another six years. But her wedding gown, once, but it was more expensive than my suit, my shirt, my tie, plus shoe, plus everything that I was wearing on the wedding day. Far more expensive. <laughs> And it is almost impossible for a bride to forget her wedding gown. It's imp- I've been to a wedding where they forgot their wedding rings. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know what happened? The pastor officiating it removed his wedding ring and used it for the ceremony. <laughs> but the congregation didn't know. <laughs> yeah. A wedding that they forgot their wedding rings. The best man forgot. The best man thought the groom had it. The groom thought the best man had it. You forgot. <laughs> but I've never been to a wedding where the woman is standing there in her 90. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The Bible says that when you backslide, that is what it is like. It's a very, it's a very shocking thing. For a Christian, somebody who says, you know God, I love God, I'm following God. Then, after two years, we see you. It's like you, do, you, you have never even given your life to Christ before. I used to be in church all night. Now here you are, the Italian boy. Dancing. Even so that you won't dance. Even I teach series when Jesse is saying we should do this, all of us together. This, this you do it. But here you are. They have done a circle and you are in the middle and you are dancing. What a shock. <laughs> what a shock. The Bible says that forgetting God is like a bride who has forgotten her attire. It's a shocking thing. Amen. The last one, and then we'll be closing. 
Proverbs 26, verse 11. It says, as a dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returned to his folly. Amen. In the Bible, a fool is somebody who says that there's no God. And the Bible says here that when a fool returns to his folly, he's comparing it to a dog returning to his vomit. Now, have you seen a dog? I have seen a dog's vomit before. I have seen a dog who has vomited before. You let's not even use a dog. Let's use your own vomit. <laughs> For about 10 years of my life, I didn't eat wachi. And the reason was that one day I ate wachi somewhere and I vomited. So I thought that wachi and my system doesn't work. <laughs> Then after 10 years, I went to eat what I saw. I said, ah, I've done myself. <laughs> Amen. But I really remember that day and where it was. I vomited so every All the watch came out. <laughs> so anytime I saw watch, I said, no, no, this thing there now. But think about it. Think about your vomit. Your vomit. The day you were not well and you vomited. Think about it. And then that vomit, we gather it in a bowl. And then we add corned beef and onions. <laughs> and we ask you to eat it. <laughs> Do you see how you are saying, ah, mm -hmm. That's how God sees you. When you become a Christian and you backslide and you want to go back to where you are coming from, that's how nasty it is. He says, as a dog returns to his vomit, a fool returns to his food. You know, Church of God, let me tell you something. I mean, Prophet was preaching during the second service. He was talking about things that Jesus thanked God for. And one of the things Jesus thanked God for was salvation. Look, value your salvation. Value the salvation that you have. Value the fact that you are saved. Value it. You know, sometimes you will never know what good thing you have until you lose it. You will never know. Some of you have to value the pastor that we have in this church, in the person of prophet. Look, we are covered. We are blessed. You may not know. Look at the story of the prodigal son. He was living in a nice house. Then he went to his father. He said, give me the portion of goods that fallen to me. And the Bible said the father gave it to him. But I said, not many days after, he gathered all and took his journey into a far country. And there, wasted his substance. This guy, he was in a nice house. I'm sure he was eating good food. Jollof with chicken, yam balls, salad, Greek salad, I mean, spaghetti on the side, you know, grouper, fish. Oh, 
salmon, I mean, trifle for dessert, ice cream on the side. Sumptuously was enjoying himself. He said, no, I don't like it. Look, if you're in this church, don't leave. Don't leave this church. I don't see why you should leave this church. I don't see why you should leave this church. I don't see why you should leave this church. But I see, you will never know that you are in a good church. Before you realize, some, some pastor is bathing you. <laughs> you say, oh, this church, me who anointing, no. The pastor is not someone yet powerful. I can see something on you. Your mother's name begins with an S. Say, hey, Pastor, you are anointed. Your father's name begins with a Z. That, that is, your, that is your, your definition of a powerful man of God. Yeah. That's your definition of power. But look at the, the prodigal son. At a point in his life, he was eating with pigs. 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 Can you imagine pigs? Some of you have been saved, received the gift of speaking in tongues. But where you are, it's even further than eating with pigs. You are backsliding. Backsliding. And you see, sometimes the deception is that, oh, me, I've not backslidden. You know, sometimes when, when, you are, when you are in a class, class two, and you are supposed to go to class three and you don't go, you don't go to class three, you have actually backslidden. <laughs> yeah. So you have been in this church, maybe by now you should be a shepherd. You should have people you are following. But you, even, 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 even ministry, you are not in a ministry. <laughs> you have been in class one for three years. Class one. <laughs> and how? Backsliding. Backsliding. In him, we live and move and have our being. You know, when you are not moving in God, it's a sign that you are backsliding. You are not moving in God, it's a sign that you are backsliding. You want to graduate your university. You want to finish GHS. You want to finish SHS. But when it comes to the things of God, you want to be at one place for a long time. God says the way that your vomit is, that you, you, you see somebody he has put his vomit in the plate and he's eating it. The, the, the way you feel towards a person like that, I say that's how God feels. When you have come to taste the goodness of God and you have turned your back, you say, I'm not going to have anything to do with Christians anymore. See, this is nasty. It's nasty. And see, what happens is that when you backslide, you become worse. Worse. Jesus told the story. He said, look, when an evil spirit departs from a place, 
he walked through dry grounds. And then after some time, he comes to check whether the place has been occupied. He says, when he comes and the place is empty, he says, you will come back. And you will not only come back, you will come back with seven stronger demons. <laughs> and the Bible says that the state of that man, the, the end of that man, he says, your end is worse. Your end is worse. Some of you, when you were unbelievers, there were some things you didn't do, then you became a Christian. But as you backslid, some of the things you have done, when you are an unbeliever, you didn't do them. Seven stronger demons are at work in your life. Amen. You know, look, as for, as for, they say, um, what abhors a vacuum? Nature abhors a vacuum. What it means is that, you see, anytime something has to fill a space and you don't fill it, something else will fill it. It's true. Something else will fill that thing. So sometimes when I see parents and they are coming, say, my child is always in church. I, I said, look, if the person is not in church, the person will be somewhere else. By all means, something has to be going on. Here read Proverbs 14, 14. He says, the backsliding in heart will be filled with his own ways. In other words, one of the things that happens when you become backsliding in your heart is that now what you want to do is what you do. <laughs> Nobody can tell you anything again. As soon as you feel like you should go to church, you go. You know, it's a very spiritual thing for you to be under authority, for somebody to be able to tell you that do this. Go here, calm down, move there. That's why Jesus Christ was honored. Yeah. Because when his, his whole assignment on earth, it had nothing to do with him. It was because they sent him. They, and the assignment was that go and go and die. So at a point, he got to a point, he realized that Charlie, this thing is difficult. He said, God, if I had my own way, just die in the own die. Nevertheless, not as I will, but die, be done. Yeah. I realized spiritual people, they can be asked to do things. Now, people, you can't tell them what to do. No, 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 The Bible says that that is what happens to people who are backsliding. Amen. I pray that none of you will backslide. In 10 years' time, may you still be in this church. In 20 years' time, may you still be in this church. Put your hands together, stand to your feet, let's bring our service to a place. You know, I want you to pray and tell God that. Father, help me to endure to the end. Some of you may not have experienced what will cause you to backslide. <laughs> but pray before that day comes. Jesus told Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you 
that he may sift you as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when thou art strengthened, convert thy brothers. When thou art converted, strengthen thy brothers. Amen. You want to pray today that God, Satan may have desired to sift me. But by this prayer, may I survive this test. May I survive this test. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in prayer. Pray that nothing will take you away from the house of God. Not death. Not life. Not pain. Not sorrow. Nothing, absolutely nothing will take you away from the love of God. Pray. 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 Kelasa tolabayan di libra kisa tolibianda la baku santa la bakiri anda la basanta la bashikari anda la bakasanta la baba. Spiritually, where some of us are, you know that's not where you're supposed to be. Some of you ought to have been far advanced in your service in the kingdom of God. But you don't do anything in this church. You don't do anything. Always hiding. But today, tell God, I want to come out of this shell. She Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you are here this afternoon. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. If God was to call you home today, you are not sure where you will spend eternity. I want you to make sure that you have a right standing with God. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that judgment... Whosoever's name was not written in the Lamb's book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This afternoon, you want your name to be written in the book of life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just lift up your right hand wherever you're standing and I will pray with you. Your right hand up high. You want to give your heart to Jesus. You want to turn over a new leaf. You want God to come into your life, your right hand. God bless you. You have lifted up your right hand. Lift it up high. You mean business with Jesus. God bless you. You have lifted up your hand. I want you to do one more thing for me. Come to the front. From wherever you are standing, come all the way to the front.
lift up your right hand and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I don't know you. But today, I humble myself before you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and Master of my life. From today, I will save you all the days of my life. As you help me to, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all these ones. As they make this commitment to walk with you, I pray in the name of Jesus. Be with them, O oh Lord. Help them to follow you all the days of their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. It was great having you. You're invited to fellowship with us at the Kadosh Morning Star Cathedral, Sakumono, upseats the regional Maritime University off the Tema Beach Road. You can send a text via WhatsApp to 0546-125491 or 0548-961-323 for other messages. Follow us on social media, jesus.com.kadosh on Facebook and jesus.com.kadosh on Instagram. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. See you this Sunday at 1 p.m. Stay connected.